0: time for your morning briefing of junior mining and mineral exploration news. You are tuned in to Mining Stock Daily. Now, reporting from the Clear Creek Digital Studios in Denver, Colorado, here's your host, Trevor Hall. Good morning, everybody. Welcome in to the Mining Stock Daily morning briefing. This is Trevor Hall.
1: And I'm Paul Harris. And we're back.
0: (laughs) Good to be back, Paul.
1: Yep, been on the road a long time. It's good to be back home.
0: Yeah, I mean we have uh, we're kicking things off with a lot of news. Let's just jump right into it. Today is Monday, May fifteenth. After trading as high as two thousand eighty-five dollars per ounce two weeks ago, last week gold was punished and brutalized by the paper gold price management team. Most of the damage was done on Friday, May fifth, with gold cliff diving from two thousand sixty dollars to as low as two thousand six. Over half of the move occurred in one free fall short of the COMEX opened for trading that day. The newsletter noted that the catalyst for the price hit. A weaker-than-expected employment report sent the stock market roaring higher in a big move that should have been accompanied by a big move higher in gold and silver. Silver has been throttled $2.40 per ounce lower since that day. And last week, gold rallied back to 2056 before getting pushed back down its closing price on Friday of 2015. Similarly, silver was hammered down to as low as $23.90 before rebounding to close out the week at $24.13.
1: The Mining Stock Journal noted that, away from the over-price control exerted by the usual suspects, this is likely the nasty price correction it has been looking for to set up the next big move higher though it noted that the technical momentum indicators are not yet showing an oversold reading, which could mean more downside or at least a sideways move for a while. The mining stocks have held up better than the metals thus far. The GDX closed at the $33.60 support area on Friday after tagging $36 for the second time two weeks ago. The newsletter added that the GDX could fall to its 50-day moving average, which was at $32.46 on Friday, before resuming a bull move. We'll get to the news from the miners and explorers in a moment, but first a word about today's sponsor.
0: This episode of Mining Stock Daily is brought to you by Arizona Sonoran Copper. Arizona Sonoran is an early stage copper developer and explorer of the Cactus Mine and its satellite project Parks Salier, both situated on a 4 kilometer mine trend on private land in Arizona's Porphyry Copper District. Opportunity for significant growth and scale exists along the mine trend, while future CAPEX requirements outlined in the Cactus PEA benefit from significant on-site and nearby access to infrastructure. The company is led by an executive management team and board, which have a long-standing track record of successful project delivery in North America. For more information, please visit ArizonaSonoran.com. And here's what you need to know this morning. Newmont entered into a binding agreement to acquire Newcrest Mining for $17.8 billion U.S. to become the world's largest gold producer with annual production of about 8 million ounces with 5 million ounces coming from 10 large long-life low-cost Tier 1 assets. It will also increase Newmont's copper production. Newcrest shareholders will receive 0.4 Newmont shares for each Newcrest share and a special dividend of up to $1.10 per share paid from Newcrest, representing a 30.4% premium. Newmont estimates annual pre-tax synergies of $500 million within the first 24 months. The deal was unanimously recommended by the Newcrest board. Newmont trades on the NYSC with NEM.
1: Arizona Sonoran Copper Company said Pino County Air Quality Department approved and issued the company its industrial air permit for its cactus mine project in Arizona. The permit is a key milestone, as it is the final major permit needed ahead of developing and mining the project. The industrial air permit issued to cactus governs air quality compliance in accordance with federal, state and county standards. Arizona Sonoran is advancing work programs to complete the Cactus and Park Salia pre-feasibility study with some parts of the project already shovel-ready. The company aims to become a mid-tier copper producer. Arizona Sonoran Copper Company trades on the TSX under ASCU and on the OTCQX under ASCUF.
0: Alamos Gold reported results from ongoing surface exploration drilling within the Mulattos District. This included further extending high-grade gold mineralization outside of mineral reserves and resources at Puerto de Laure, a higher-grade underground deposit adjacent to the Mulatos pit. Additionally, gold mineralization was intersected over a wide interval at the Capilin target, two kilometers from the former San Carlos open pits. Highlights at PDA included 14.15 meters grading 20.95 grams per tonne gold. The company said PDA has already surpassed La Aquia Grande in terms of resource size with a development plan for PDA to be completed in the December quarter. For 2023, $21 million has been budgeted for exploration. That's triple the budget from last year. This includes 35,000 meters of surface drilling. Alamos Gold trades on the TSX and the NYSE with
1: AGI. Ascot Resources provided an update on construction of its premier gold project in the Golden Triangle of British Columbia. At the end of the March quarter, detailed engineering was at 99% completion and major procurement was more than 95% complete. Key orders remaining in the plant relate mostly to piping, instrumentation and bulk consumables. Overall construction, excluding mine development, was at 35.3% completion. Mine development will progress throughout 2023 and delivery of ore is expected to commence late in the December quarter, enabling the start of mill commissioning and first gold pour in early 2024. Ascot Resources trades on the TSX under AOT and on the OTCQX under AOtBF.
0: On Friday, Visa Copper announced it will acquire RG Copper. Which has the right to acquire up to a 70% interest in the Redgold Copper Gold Project in BC. Redgold is contiguous with the company's Wood Jam Copper Gold Project and Imperial Metals Mount Polley Project. Five zones of copper gold porphyry related mineralization have been identified to date. That includes East Quarry, Northeast, North, and Redgold. The project was m- most recently explored by Goldfields in 2014 and the project has been largely dormant since. Lisa Copper trades on the TSXV with VCU and on the OTC-QB with VCUFF.
1: Ivanhoe Electric announced a definitive agreement with Saudi Arabian mining company Marden. At closing, Marden and Ivanhoe Electric will form a 50-50 exploration joint venture in Saudi Arabia to explore for copper, nickel, gold, silver and other metals for the um, energy transition. Ivanhoe Electric is the operator of the JV during the exploration phase and Marden will become the operator for the development of any economically viable deposits found. At closing, Ivanhoe Electric expects to issue approximately 10.2 million shares to Marden, representing 9.9% 9.9% of its shares outstanding, at $12.38 per share, for proceeds of $126.5 million. $66 million will go to the joint venture to fund exploration, including the purchase of three new generation Typhoon machines from Ivanhoe Electric. The remaining $60 million will be retained by Ivanhoe to advance its portfolio of U.S. mineral projects and for working capital and general corporate purposes. Ivanhoe Electric trades on the New York Stock Exchange American and the TSX under IE.
0: And Minto Metal says it ceased operations at the Minto mine in Yukon and that Yukon government has now assumed care and control of the site. The Yukon government will prioritize those activities required to ensure environmental protection. Minto is working closely and cooperatively with the Yukon government to ensure a smooth transition. Minto did not state why it is seizing operations, but a month ago, the company received notification from the Minister of Energy, Mines and Resources of the, UConn, of the government of Yukon that water has been and is being used in contravention of the conditions of Minto's water license. So we'll see how this plays out. We're going to do some digging into this. Minto Trades on the Venture Exchange with MNTO. All right, Paul, uh, lots of news today, so (laughs) we're out of time. Uh, The Mining Stock Daily Morning Briefing is produced by Clear Commodity Network and Investment Research Dynamics Mining Stock Journal. It is distributed throughout the world through your podcast network of choice and by our friends over at the Junior Mining Network. Have a wonderful day, everybody, and be well.